John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Now hiring-ish. Ish? Your boy Elon Musk. He's back? He never left third. Right? <laughs> Elon Musk put out a poll on Twitter asking Twitter users whether or not he should step down as the head of Twitter and he will accept the results of the poll. What? Nah. And people believe this? Okay. Nah. It wasn't a landslide. It wasn't? What was it? But Twitter users voted 57%. Get the fuck out of here, Elon. You're not wanted here. Fuck you as the CEO. Really? Oh. Sweet. In a competing poll, rapper Snoop Dogg created his own poll uh-huh. on the same day and said, should I run Twitter? To which over 80% of people said yes. Absolutely. Aww. CEO Snoop, I look forward to your regime at Twitter. Word. <laughs> regime. Please, as much weed as Snoop smoked, he'd probably get as much shit done as Elon. A lot slower, though. <laughs> <laughs> name is Roy. This is my job fair. Happy holidays. Is that, do we still say that? Are we saying Kwanzaa? What are we, what are we saying here, Jacqueline? Merry Christmas. Okay. Oh, you ain't have to, why, Christians, why y'all always hit that Mary so hard? Mary. What is it with you trying to put me in a box? Every other day, you're trying to put me in a box. You just can't put me in a box, Roy Jr. Apparently, some other people want to put me in a box, too. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, (laughs) We're going to talk to a couple folks who um, well, I consider family. Mm. You know, we're going to do family week this week. Old Uncle Derek going to come on and I guess, uh, as he always does, give us some straightening. He does, the world of trucking. <laughs> we had the truck episode last week that we was trying to get him on for, but his iPad wasn't charged. It is what it is when you're dealing with a man <laughs> over 60. <laughs> I told but, you what happened when we did get it charged. <laughs> it ain't charged. Uh, <laughs> I ain't charged it up in a couple of days. <laughs> Y'all got it charged? We got it charged. Yes. It is confirmed charge for today. He will be on the show. Okay. <laughs> that, okay. that is clear. That is done. <laughs> I, I also want to get Unk's opinion on this TJ Holmes stuff that we were talking about last week. JG, you saw what he was back out in public, right? Hold it. I love that. I yeah. love it. And it proves my point that love is not difficult. You get everything out of the way and you go for yeah, it. Yeah, you both just get fired from your job and then you can walk up and down the street all you want to. <laughs> they put everything to the side. They put everything to the side. Official ABC statement is that we are still evaluating everything and for now they are they are indefinitely on a hi- they're on an indefinite hiatus from GMA3. 
Mm-hmm. And definitely a hiatus. They put everything to the side. I mean, fire. I love, I love <laughs> fire. it. I've been fired enough. I've been on an indefinite suspension before. Fired. You don't go back. <laughs> you don't ever go back from an indefinite suspension. You get fired. That's what happened. They got fired for Ralph, love. So, yay. Ralph is still traumatized. I think that's Same. beautiful. Yeah, they can be broke it's together. Not. I mean, it's awesome. Y'all can it is. both go from having six-figure salaries and drivers and kitchen aids and all that stuff to making ramen noodles together. They both about to get divorced and they're going to lose half of that. So they have to pay alimony on top of that, man. But they love each other. Go for it. Yeah, them niggas going to be hosting 106 and Park. Believe it. Careful. <laughs> That's me. DJ and Amy. Right? From the park. Just saying. Just saying. They ain't going to have no place to live. <laughs> <laughs> Damn choice, but they they're gonna love be loving each other. each other. I love it. In the middle of New York winter, yeah. love the hell out of each other. Love hug tight. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, but family week. That's what we're doing today, and we're also gonna um, shortly here for worse and first. We're gonna talk with a man that Ralph considers his brother. Word. Help Ralph when he was down and out, and fired him a week later. Oh. How do you get fired by your brother <laughs> in under six days? <laughs> We will talk to Brother Melvin, who's one of the many flourishing black McDonald's owners and operators in this country. Second generation at that. Nice. Let's go. I think it goes McDonald's, then Waffle House for most black managers within their corporate structure. Mm -hmm. You know, somewhere in there, something like if not, they neck and neck. Um, But first, JG, before we get into the CMO, I understand there's more people talking shit hmm? in the job fair inbox to me. You know, I always love a good little bit of shit talking. Always love an opportunity for um for a little straightening. Oh, sidebar. Congratulations, third, on a wonderful World Cup. I'm sure you're very happy. No, I'm not. That it was an exciting. Oh, oh. I'm not happy. Don't don't bring oh, it up. Shit. Why? Don't bring it up. Okay. I'm not happy. I'm not happy at okay. all. <laughs> Everybody keeps running up to me like messy, okay. messy, messy, and I'm like Mbappe fool. I wanted the French to win. I ain't gonna even lie. But but it was the best game I've seen soccer match I've seen in a good twenty some odd years. It was an amazing game. I'll, I'll say that much. But I, I want all black people to win. So, yo, I'm happy for Messi, but uh, I wanted Mbappe to win. Jacqueline. <laughs> yes. Jacqueline, do you watch soccer? Do you like right. the sport of, excuse me, football? Please enlighten us, Jacqueline, your deep insights of soccer. <laughs> and, and, and for the record, Roy, if I may, I, I apologize off the grip that I have never, ever asked Jacqueline her opinion on soccer ever once. So I'm sorry, JG. What did they say? And uh, was it was this on social or email where they called me out about kind of mansplain? Was I mansplaining to you, or did I just disregard your opinion about something and move on with the conversation? You didn't ask me at all. That okay. was the point. And I'm it was sorry, just a question know. of well, okay. It was just a question, and it was on social media whether or not direct message, whether or not you're sexist. And I'm like, no, Roy's not sexist. Ooh. And the point was because you never asked me about the World Cup. And je m'appelle Jacqueline, et vous, I love the French. So, what I do appreciate though, because I I do make mistakes in conversation here on the show often, but I do appreciate that it took this person 93 episodes before they were like, all right, that's (laughs) that's where I draw the line is the World Cup. 
Like oh, I have gone back. No, but I'm serious. Like I've gone back and listened to episodes and I sometimes, instead of just explaining something for the sake of the listeners, I will make the mistake of going, Jacqueline, did you know? And that can come from a fucking ignorant place. And to that listener, I apologize. Now, Jacqueline, what is your favorite soccer formation? And what is your favorite, um, you know, position in the game of soccer? Hmm. Do you prefer that a team run a two four two one or a three four three two? What is your preferred? <laughs> I'm just making. I think I want us to stay within the warm up, and at the end, whatever team wins, I'm with the <laughs> when we take up. out the shirts, let's stay no, there. I'm with the warm up. <laughs> we welcome fair critiques on the show. That is one. So to that person in Jacqueline's DMs, thank you for at least not being a person who's showing you meat. True. Oh. As what many other people sometimes do to Jacqueline. There was another one oh, that you wanted to. There was another one. She said, and her name is Jess. She says, as a white woman, I have learned so much about a culture that simultaneously exists next to, but separate from mine. I've had questions answered that I never even knew I needed to ask. And her oh, perspectives. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Man, that felt warm. <laughs> that I would have taken and I will take with me for a lifetime. They would have taken a lifetime for me to hear these on my own, in my own world, just talking to other people. Roy's comedy is how I ended up finding this podcast via the episode of WTF with Mark I oh, looked up oh, with to. Mark Maron, yeah. Mm. I did Mark Maron. Yeah, oh, so Mark Maron. She's a Maron listener. Okay, mm. cool. I looked up after I found out he was on it. Even if y'all didn't end up using me for a segment, I wanted to at least put it out there that you're reaching people and you're making a difference. P.S. Thank you for introducing me to Two Live Crew. Everyone should know that they've done... (laughs) Everyone should know what they've done for the music industry and take a trip to the quote fuck shop, end quote. Sincerely, Jess. Uh, Luther Campbell took on the Supreme Court and indecency laws, and it's the reason that music with explicit lyrics can be sold in record shops to this day. That's fine. He's the most important rapper. He ain't the best rapper. He's He's the most most important. important. I agree agree with that. Wait a minute. Did she say welcome? Jacqueline, that last line was welcome to the what? One more time. Quote, fuck shop, end quote. Yeah, you have to Sincerely, Jess. We don't have time to explain that. Dog, that's like, a deep dive. That is that's a deep cut. Because, because at first it sounded like the whitest thing somebody could ever say. Thank you for introducing me to two live crew. But then she hit you with the Easter egg at the end, home. I, I high five you on that, man. You changed Jess' life. Hi, Jess. Jess, thank you for that polite email. And thank you for not calling me sexist. See, see how these white women oh. message us? Mm. She didn't call me sexist. <laughs> I'm racist. I'm digging the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Thank actually, you for that she, pleasant. She, she ended the email with fuck shop. So clearly she didn't think you were sexist or racist. Thank you. She considered Thank you a brother. You for that pleasant, know, praising me sex. email. All right, real quick. It's time now for Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Now, the flashy Brooklyn pastor, Lamore Whitehead, JG. Third, do y'all remember the story from earlier this year? I can't, I feel like Rod mentioned it on the show. Yeah, he did. But there was a pastor who was robbed on a live stream. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was live streaming his sermon and got robbed of millions of dollars in jewelry. And when you look at the video feed, you're like, there's no way you have legally a million dollars in fucking jewelry. There's some bullshit going on. Well, 
it's one way to get the attention of the FBI is to get on the internet and say you lost a million dollars in jewelry. The bling bishop, Lamore Whitehead, was busted by the feds this week oh. after on the allegations that he swindled a retired parishioner out of tens of thousands of dollars, extorted a businessman, no. and deceived investigators. He faces up to 20 years in a federal penitentiary. Oh. Took $90,000 from a woman in his church and said, give it to me. I'm going to help you get a house. And I'm going to take a little bit of the rest of that money. And I'm going to flip that into some shit. Psych, motherfucker. I'm going to buy me some nice-ass wardrobe. Mm. He also extorted a businessman out of $5,000. Now, keep in mind, this is the same bishop who was charged previously with fist fighting a female member of his congregation. He was not charged. Nope. She was. Yep. So that must mean he won. Oh. Mm-hmm. He was a little bit quicker with that his hands. That means hand. they slept together. They slept together. She put her hands on him. They slept together. <laughs> That's a new winkle. I'm with it. Either that or it's motherfucker with my money. I'm with JG. Oh, no. She could get over the money. Yep. But when he made a side eye as sister such and such on the other side, oh, it was on. Oh, no. You ain't going to be fucking everybody in this church. That's right. I'm supposed to be. (laughs) Correct. That's what she said. Isn't his sister famous or something? Uh, Is this the same pastor? Okay. He is. What up, player? What's happening? Oh, look who just walked in early. Roger, just in time for Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. That old, that pastor that got robbed, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Of, uh, Foxy Brown's brother. <laughs> See, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I said it. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, man? Sometimes you got to blame the scammy, not the scam. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Now, Jacqueline. Help. You give any pastor $90,000. You give any pastor You get what's coming to you. <laughs> God damn it, Bishop. I hope you keep cleaning up out there in Brooklyn. Nothing but respect no. to you. And when you get home in 20 years, I hope you open a new church. Oh. <laughs> and keep hitting them over the head. You cannot keep falling for these pastors asking you for money. Ain't shit good. Never came from it. He has Gucci suits. He has a Rolls. He wears bling. He calls himself the bling bishop. Mm. He do be in there looking like Bishop Don Magic Wand. (laughs) Right? Shining. He is a fedora away from asking, bitch, where my money? Stop, yo. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone. <laughs> and that's who you still give your money to? Look, man, I know. He's speaking off of someone who doesn't have the capacity to say no. There are weak people in this world, Roy Wood Jr. Yeah, dumb people. <laughs> They're weak, yeah, right? Yeah. Men- They're mentally weak because they stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm a different from all of y'all because y'all ain't going to tell that old black woman in the church who's giving all that money to pastor that she ain't smart. She'll cuss you out six ways a Sunday and stuff and let you know I do what I want with my money. She's still dumb. Exactly. Mm. She can exactly. cuss me out all she wants to with her dumb ass. <laughs> I, Jack, JG, I would never... I think it's sad. I would never root for anyone to lose $90,000 of their life savings, which is what it was. I know. At this point in society, in the year 2022, 
If you're in your 70s and you're getting swindled, that means you weren't paying attention 30 years ago in your 40s when they was running these same scams. And the hustle hasn't changed in the church. Like if this was some email phishing or click this link and oh, I got you with a fake credit card page or some shit. Technology can trick motherfuckers who don't keep up with tech. It don't matter yeah. what age you are. It don't matter how many degrees you got. You can be a dumbass. That's it. That's fair. <laughs> his, his, his mistake was getting greedy because if you play the long con as a pastor, everybody will give you their money willingly. His issue. That person was a business person themselves. That's what was in the story. He started, he played, he tried to play hardball with somebody who does that for a living. And that's why he in trouble. That's right. There was a pastor I didn't like when I was very much younger and we were at a TD fish fry Jakes. one Saturday or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call his ass I was just was like, oh, was my just. Mind. I was thinking Roy was talking about do the long play. I was like, oh, so do it like TD Jakes does. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. According to the lawsuit filed last year, Bishop Whitehead was accused of stealing most of a parishioner's total life savings of $90,000. The bishop convinced the woman to invest the money in one of his firms, promising that he would use the earnings to help her buy a home in return of handing over her entire life savings. The Mm. bishop said he would pay her $100 a month to cover her living costs. You gave him more money than you could even keep paying your fucking bills. And then he said he'll give you a hundred a month of your fucking money back to you. So you can fucking have heat and electricity. What the fuck was she going to do with $100, bro? In New York? <laughs> In New York City? 100 a month if it's HUD. If it's a HUD situation, 100 might. Roy. Roy. Might. You do oh, this? she can definitely live off. In New York City. If it's HUD. In New York City. I can't live off $100 a week in my mama house. Ain't no way in the world. Homeless people can't live off $100 a week, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Who's $100 a week? Y'all tripping. Months pass without the bishop giving her the $100 a month. So it's $100 a month. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Oh, damn. Months pass without payments, after which the bishop told the woman he viewed her investment as a donation. <laughs> oh, nah. <laughs> he better be happy grandma ain't hit him with the shame. Are you thought you was investing in this? Nah, baby, that was, it's gone now. You gave that to God. It's gone. Oh, damn. You invested mm-hmm. in your, your mortal soul. <laughs> <laughs> he is a swindler, Jacqueline. Wow. And if he, he is. is guilty of these crimes, he's a terrible person. Jack, want to finish your story about T.D. Jakes. It is not about <laughs> T.D. Jakes. That was a fish fry. He used up the last of the hot sauce, didn't he? He's like, fuck that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rod. But no, it was just this pastor guy. And I just knew he was just awful. I just knew it. I couldn't be any more than 12 or 13. And I just knew that he was just trash. So he had the audacity to tell me, not ask me, but to tell me to fix him some coffee. And I told him, oh, well, I don't fix coffee. Now, 12, 13, I still got this mouth. It was worse. And so I said, I don't fix coffee. And my mother was like, well, just go ahead and fix him some coffee. I said, I will, mama. I will, because you asked me to. I said, now, pastor, However, this coffee tastes, you going to drink it. And he said, absolutely, I will, young lady. I pour it like this much salt in it. So half the coffee mug was salt. This is how I can tell you he was straight up and down the devil. I brought him that coffee back. He drank every last Without flinching, didn't he? I'm talking about in a one bit. Without <laughs> flinching. How do you know? Mm-hmm. 
How do you know? Just to win. I despise that man. Well, look. Trash. If it's one thing y'all know about me, y'all know I love a good scam. <laughs> and this one was straight up. It wasn't shady. It was to their face. <laughs> and if you fall for it, at this point, if you're being scammed by a pastor, it's on you. Mm-hmm. It's and I know it's hope. I know it's something, but there have been enough stories for you to know better, right? Absolutely, like to think so. absolutely. Let me think so. Yeah. There ain't enough stories you can tell a dummy. Mm. I hate to do it, JG. You do not hate to do it. You dancing on it. Do. You don't hate to do it. I hate to do it. No, you don't. Let me do it now. When you get this little curve up on the right side of your mouth, <laughs> you're going to do it anyway. I'm scared to talk back to you because I don't want to be accused of being sexist again. But I, I hate to do it. <laughs> For that, Pastor Lamore Whitehead, you are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Let's raise the offering. Amen. No. Amen. All right now, Pastor. Hallelujah no, this evening. Pastor. Hallelujah. <laughs> no. All praise is due to Neymar. <laughs> oh. Where's the first time? All right. So it's family week. That's what we do in the holidays. We invite, you know, relatives on and I'll be honest, JG and Ralph, Rod, when I when I thought this would be a cool tradition to do every year on the job fair, it didn't dawn on me how many of us have relatives that don't feel like talking to us on goddamn things. <laughs> True. This is fair. True. This is fair. Um, I got one more blood relative this year, and after that, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I exhausted I exhausted blood relatives last year, for real. I, I was good. <laughs> Talking to dad was enough. I was like, I can't take this shit again. <laughs> JG's family, you know, they, they live on the low. So I got, I got somebody that's going to come on later who I, who I would still take a bullet for. I don't know Ooh. if I would die for but I would take a book like in the ass, like somewhere where I like wouldn't be completely incapacitated. Like, attempt, like straight up, it's got to be attempted murder. Like, yeah, <laughs> like a shoulder, like through and through wound. Like if he was somebody was about to shoot him, I'd be like, wait, and then I just just put my shoulder in front of him to protect. Catch him. one in the shin, assault with a deadly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's that's who I'm fucking with. That's who I'm fucking with for Family Week. But uh, we got a brother. We got a brother. And um, you know what? Third, this is your people, so I'm going to let you introduce them. JG, yeah. I know we normally let you rack up the introduction, but this is Third's oh. people, so uh, I like it. who we got on the line? Um, we have on the line one Mr. Uh, Melvin Picard. He is a owner-operator of a number of franchise McDonald's out in Ohio. Um, he also is a graduate of uh, Morehouse College. He's got uh, at least three brothers that I know of and a number of kids. He's happily married. And the reason that uh, he is on is because uh, this is easily my brother um, from another mother. Uh, He's known me a very, very long time and seen me through a lot of thick and thin stuff. And when we uh, decided that we were going to have family on the show, he was straight up my first call. And he knows that. So, uh, yeah, Melvin Picard. This dude I take a bullet for. I ain't going to front. Appreciate you. Brother Melvin. Yes, sir. Would you take a bullet in the ass for Ralph? Let's start there. A 22 caliber or smaller, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a small, a small. I don't, small arms. I don't want to catch a bullet for nobody. I love a man. I love him. I think we're in a situation I might have to catch one. I'm not going to be there. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, you know what's wild about friendship like that, though, is that. And I don't know if other races have this responsibility. I don't feel like they do, but I feel like black men specifically and JG, you can correct me if it's like this with black women. I've just never seen it, so I can't speak to it. Mm. But as a black man, part of the contract of friendship with another black man is y'all got to fight together. And like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's fair. No. Yeah. 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 yeah that's if fair. it's somebody that you are really that you really rock with, if somebody fights, I gotta fight with you, and then we'll sort out right and wrong later. Yeah. But on the spot, you have to fight for that person. So if it's somebody you fight for, to me, that person is family. Melvin, I I don't know what other curiosities the rest of the team has, but I want to zero in on your relationship with the McDonald's corporation. Now, before we talk about the fact that McDonald's, correct me if I'm wrong, if if you're not ahead of Waffle House, you're neck and neck with the most black managers per franchise hmm. nationally. Yes. Like they employ more black managers than any other. Da, 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 da. No, that, that is correct. Okay. So walk me through the matriculation through that world because you know fast food is rarely seen hey Roy? as yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you man and Melvin I'm gonna add I'm gonna I'm adding on to what Roy said but there's an easier way to do this Roy <laughs> so okay. um let me tell you something about this dude real quick man and uh he'll take care of it real fast basically uh when you talk about McDonald's as a, as, a, as a job and employing black managers, you need to know that Melvin and his father at one point in my life extended that branch to me, you know, because I wasn't working. I had just had my son and they were like, yo, man, you know what? You always been a sharp dude. We, you know, we, we're real good with each other. Why don't you come on up here to Ohio and uh, we'll get you started and uh, enrolled at McDonald's University? Side note, in order for you to get enrolled at McDonald's University, uh, you have to work in McDonald's for a full year before you can be an owner, operator, or a manager. So you got to be in the that's shit. Right. You got to know what it is you're trying that's to build and create. Right. That's fair. Okay. And I know that you and JG and Rod have even all worked food services before, but you all were smart enough to do that when you were in your teens and 20s. I was what, Melvin, 35? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Melvin, you could take it from there if you want. Well, being that you no longer work at the McDonald's in Ohio, I'm assuming that this is going to be an interesting worse than first for Ralph. Uh, Melvin, <laughs> why did you fire this Negro? And how did you pick? <laughs> Tell us what hey, he look. did that was so awful to try to be like, listen, man, you like family, but you got to fucking go. You got to go. Hey, look, it, it was so bad, we couldn't even hire him. We couldn't even He came out, uh, no, I love Ralph, man. He came out, he did a did an OJ with us, right? So we said, hey, man, come on behind the counter. Let's come behind the iron curtain, if you will. Let's see what the business is really about. Let's, let's get you involved and see if it's something you might be interested in. Because I knew... He was looking to change careers, man. So, um, so you know, Ralph, me and him go way back. I love Ralph. So we're in the restaurants. As far as my employees are concerned, I'm Mr. Melvin. They don't know anything about my past, what I did in college, none of that. So me and Ralph in the restaurants, you know, doing our thing, making burgers, fries, helping customers. You know, they're like, oh, Mr. Melvin. Now, what's your it. rank? What's your rank? You're a manager? You're a super shift leader? So currently, I'm a second gen McDonald's. No, at that operator. time, okay. Oh, at that time, okay, I, was second a, gen. I was yeah, yeah. So I was a second gen operator at this time. So Roger, Roger. We're walking in. They know me as the boss. You know, I own restaurants. Me and my father running the business. And so, 
we're behind the counter, we're serving customers, and they're like, Mr. Melvin, he doesn't know anything about anything. He's not hip at all. He doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink. He's like, oh, who, this cat Mel? Oh, you talking about Mel? Oh, no, come on, let me tell you about Melvin. I had this cat, I said, hey, Ralph, Ralph, come here, let me talk to you behind the counter. Let me come, come behind the counter. I said, look. <laughs> Ralph was no. telling drinking stories <laughs> hey, about the hey, tales out of school. Was, <laughs> out of school, I said, hey, Ralph, we can't, hey, that stuff, we got to keep that between us. We can't come about what I was smoking, what I was can't drinking, him about how late I was smoking in. <laughs> None of that. He said, oh, this cat Melvin, oh, no, he know about all that. I said, no, no he doesn't. Out of the Bankhead Patrol, doing things. <laughs> Right, the blue flag. I said, no, 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 none of that. They don't know that side of it. And so, um, so yeah, so, but you know, he had a great time. But I mean, I, at that point, I was like, you know, Ralph. And, and then the second thing that killed me is he cracking on these kids like he was doing a stand up show. You know, hey, what's wrong with your shoes? I'm like, hey, Ralph, what, what's wrong with you? Why are you talking funny, my man? And it was just like so, he was just being around. In the middle of a shift, he's just and, attacking. Look. He's in front of the hot landing zone where we fit the food and put it in the bag, and he is basically putting on a stand-up comedy show, cracking on any and everybody that came into his sphere. Acting like he uh, was the owner-operator of that franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me defend Ralph for a second, Melvin, and tell me if this was what he was attempting to do. You ever go into, like, I see it more in Popeyes. I don't know why it's Popeyes, but in Popeyes, there's always one employee that's a little louder, a little more projecting, and it's almost a little bit of a show and it feels familiar, but they do it to the customers. And how you doing, baby? Well, you better be doing good when I give you this food. Uh-huh. And look at him. Come on, let's go, people. Work fat. Was it like that? Or was he just fucking attacking motherfuckers? Essentially, yes. It was just, hey, you didn't like how you was dressed, how you was talking, you a bad mother. Hey, young, what's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with your family over here, man? No, Ralph, no, 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 no. So it was, I think maybe it was an attempt to connect in a way, but I was like, that's not, that's not work. what we're going to be able to do it in, in here. Um, especially since they know you know me and I'm bringing you in as the operator, you know, there's a certain way but I need you to conduct right. yourself when we're in this environment, despite whatever we might do when we leave the restaurant, but when we're here. How how tough was that? And, I, and I'm being serious now. How tough was that to sit down a friend? When we talk about from time to time, we talk about firings to do the last, my last day episodes or whatever. When you have to fire a friend, someone who, by your own admission, has done you innumerable solids, you probably are indebted to this brother at some point. You did right. this to them as a get to try and pay back some of that, you know, hey, let me help you. Yeah. You've always helped me. And then you have to turn around and fire this person from something that you, you have to take a lifeline away from a friend. How difficult was that? Or was it just like, nah, fuck it. He got to go. He fucking up my bread. Fucking up the church's money. It was not that difficult. (laughs) It was a relief. It was a fucking relief. (laughs) It's something that I knew was necessary. It was difficult and I didn't enjoy doing it, but I knew it was something that was necessary for for his, if he was going to work with me for his success and ultimately for my long-term and Mm short-term success. And so it was very difficult, but it was necessary because I love this man. And if I can help any brother get a step up or, or build something or, or become part of my organization to help us grow, I'm going to do that. But at the same time, there's, you just have to understand there's just certain boundaries that maybe, you know, who, people are great friends. But this just, ain't no lemonade stand, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just certain arenas that maybe we're not going to be able to 
um, coexisting from a business, business standpoint. The patience that him and his father showed me, I'm, I'm forever thankful for it. But like, I can promise you right now, whether Melvin and his father would have made a decision or not, bro, I won't go make it. Like I can, pro- <laughs> my, my, my point of when it was time to go, Melvin, you remember this. I was, uh, they had just cleaned. They, Melvin told me to go up front and work the register. And, <laughs> And I did not have the right safety shoes. I did you not have, have slips on. The, yeah, I, had, I should have non-slips, but I did not have non-slips Ralph, on. non-slips are 10 fucking dollars at Walmart. I ran through them bitches at Golden Corral. <laughs> it was a week. I didn't know. So basically, <laughs> Melvin told me to go up front. Uh, I did not know that they had just mopped the floor. And when I tell you, I slipped and went horizontal. Horizontal. In the air. Like, everyone saw. I was horizontal in the air on the level of the Ralph is six four. Ralph is built like a D lineman just for the It vision. was time to go. I couldn't yeah. do it anymore. <laughs> I took that hit and I was like, I'm good. It was like the white hey. boy hit me in high school all over again. And they talked about this cat. They talked about that for a solid three weeks after that. Man, the boy, what was wrong when he came in here talking crazy? Almost broke the floor tile when he fell. <laughs> that was rich. Yeah, man, that was that was this an experience. So that so it was tough. That was a tough thing, though, having to separate like that. Melvin, what's the status of your ice cream machine right now at this Ooh, moment? No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Oh my gosh, you hit me with that. Why you going at this man? This man came on this show to fucking <laughs> tell us a story. This is the greatest question that could be asked to this man right now. Yes, we got an owner on the show. Talk to I us. I appreciate you for asking that, Jacqueline. Thank you for the question. Thank you for the question. All my shake machines, I'm happy to report in all six restaurants are up and working. Tell As of this man. moment. Okay. Now, when we get off the call, I can't say 30 minutes from now, they're still going to be up. <laughs> okay. What is it about the shake machine that has always got a bad transmission? Why? What, is, what happens when the shake machine breaks? Walk us through what is the mechanical thing that keeps happening? To keep it down. I mean, these shake machines, I kid you not. I mean, eight times out of 10, the reason, the problem with the shake machine is it's been cleaned and improperly, either improperly maintained or improperly put back together. I mean, we have maintenance men that are turned over maybe once a month, every three weeks, every, every, every other month. And you got to teach somebody how to basically put together what I consider to be a rocket ship inside the store because I can't do it. Um, <laughs> and so it's always done incorrectly. So it's, it's going to be that issue or it's going to be, they didn't put the shake mix in it and the dang on thing goes in the heat treat. You can't use it. And it's, and it's, it's not excusable, but it is. It happens to the point that we're here in Ohio. We have a site called McBroke, and it tracks uh-huh. what shake machines in your yeah. local area are broken. Who's in so, charge yeah. of these maintenance men, and why can't they hire people that are going to do this correctly? Like, why do the mm. owners, managers, and customers all equally have to keep putting up with this bullshit? <laughs> Look. Myself, as a second-gen operator and the operators locally, that's one of the main things that we complain about to the corporation is why are our shake machines so difficult? But you know what it is? I love McDonald's. Don't get me wrong. Provided for me and my family very well. Is, it, is there guys that are... That's, that's right. So okay. McDonald's owns a company that sells us <laughs> machines. And so guess what? They're getting a kickback. So you buy your machines from this company, no one else. And guess what? We're going to make them as difficult so we can do what? Have service calls, all these different types of things that keep these things up and going. And it is 
So it's the number one thing that we fight because Dairy Queen going there. Word to Ray Kroc, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Dairy Queen stay working. I ain't never not got a Wendy's Frosty when I asked for it. Hey, always get a Frosty. That's right. (laughs) Here we go. Roy, the problem with having a friend that works at a, at, that owns a McDonald's is you can never ever be on the phone with him in a Burger King or any other place because it's instant disrespect. It's like, yo, for real, bro? You know I'm on the phone, right? You ordering a Whopper? You better not be ordering a fucking Whopper. I will hang up on you. Yeah, yeah, that's the homie, man. Melvin, I, I just have one last question. It's a total curiosity. Is the McRib a penguin split? <laughs> <laughs> is the McRib a penguin split? No, I'm serious. Delicious is what you should do. Yeah, that's a delicious penguin split. Melvin, I never had one. Is what it is. It's an amazing sandwich. They told me it was a penguin's foot. Lord, I don't know where you got that from. Because of how because of how hard it is for them to make the sandwich. Like if it was a regular sam- piece of meat, they have it all year long. But Emperor Penguin, it's hard to get them feet from, Mel. Because the, the migration patterns of the animal is it relates That's what to they told me, Melvin. Look, they would cost a lot more if they were, I guarantee that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> It'd be a lot more expensive. You save happy feet. Hey, good old red meat. Brother Melvin, we thank you for coming on the show. Thank and you. We, 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 we got to get you back on another time to really get into the the managerial opportunities that McDonald's has provided for the black community, all of the scholarships that they give out to the black community and all of that dope stuff. But for now, we say thank you. We say a happy holiday. And um, Appreciate you, man. if ever you need me to come to that, let me know which one of them Ohio stores. I'll come through there and work that front counter. Shit, I can count. You let me know when you touch down. I have a place for you. Oh, I just got to get some anti-slip shoes real quick. <laughs> yeah, ain't got no anti-slips. We don't need no lawsuits. Hey, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. Bro. Appreciate it. Bro. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> thank you, brother Melvin. After the break. Uh, the homie Narado is going to check in for the last time before the holiday and um, hopefully get you straight if you're stuck working the holiday it's the job fair we'll be right back John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Job Fair Family Week. Got Uncle Derek standing by. We'll get to him in a little bit. Big shout out to Brother Melvin there for not firing old Ralph (laughs) after a week. Did you really slip (laughs) like that? It's, It's bad enough to the point that when my wife heard me editing his segment and she heard him say the part about me slipping, she fell out laughing upstairs like, oh, God, you went horizontal. Oh, God, you went horizontal. That's all she kept saying. So it was bad. It was, it was pretty bad. You got 20 more minutes before that ice cream machine goes down. So you might want to get over there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Promise you, if I'd have stayed working, every ice cream machine in the state of Ohio would have never worked again. Like, there's no way. No way. Hardest job ever. It's time for my favorite part of the program as we slow it down and... 
Call this segment Breaking the Ice. This is an opportunity for you to job for a listener to fucking get a topic or two that you can bring up with a coworker you can't stand, you're tired of, you want them to get the fuck up off you and get up out of your face. And to help us do that is our resident white people, black peopleologist. He is a former Merrill Lynch intern, a former veterinarian assistant. He's been known to walk around barefoot. He is the only person to successfully bring two white women to a Kwanzaa celebration. <laughs> what? I've been told. I can't confirm. He's a former employee of the dog track and he hates simping with a passion. His mama named him the Rado. We call him Rod for short. Alright, Rod, what you got for us this week, brother? First off, in the world of football, people keep picking fights with former NFL superstars and it is going very badly. Oh, no. Um, Oh, no. Who's next? Willie McGinnis. (laughs) Former standout New England Patriot Super Bowl winning linebacker who goes 6'5", 270, was recently in a fight (laughs) in a West Hollywood nightclub. Now, Willie McGinnis still has those measurements, and this man is like 52 years old. He still has like 4% body fat. You don't mess with that. Mm. <laughs> but he got into a fight and he's in some big trouble. Just got arrested, hit with felony assault. Him and two of his friends beat the shit out of a nigga look like Ezekiel Elliott. Willem McGinnis was throwing hands and throwing bottles. It was crazy. <laughs> should you be 52 years old and still in the club fighting? No, you should. Mm. You should not be. I'm not trying to blame mm-hmm. old Willie. You shouldn't be 22 and fighting the club, honestly. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. 52 is outrageous. But at 52, man. I thought you said it was just a bar. He wasn't just out having a drink. No, he was in a nightclub. <laughs> at 52 you can't go out I'm just asking questions I'm curious no we're saying you can't go out and fight <laughs> okay okay gotcha I got a question right like was 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 he was was the Ezekiel Elliott looking ish character was he was he popping off at the mouth at six seven right now there's no evidence as to what he did in the surveillance tapes the dude is sitting like in a section solo and he's looking down at his phone and then Willie McGinnis walks up, gets in his face and then him and his boy just start beating the shit out of the dude. So I don't know I don't know what he did. That's nightmare fuel. But he was he was I'm, I'm like Jacqueline now. He was fucking somebody. They right? really know. <laughs> That's sex. But Willie McGinnis was definitely the aggressor in, mm. in the video. <laughs> And this com- this comes on the heels of uh, T.O. knocking a man out outside a Los Owen? Angeles mm-hmm. CVS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. T.O. is 49 years old. He goes 6'3", 224. Has a body fat percentage of yeah, like one skinny, fucking he's percent. Yeah, he's, he's a monster, man. <laughs> and this dude decided to bother him in yeah. CVS for no reason. Really? And he swung on T.O and T.O. laid him down. <laughs> but the, the T.O. thing, though, I understand because that guy was fucking with him. But even the Willie McGinnis thing, here's the thing with professional athletes who who don't have a track record of that type of behavior during their playing days, right? Anything mm-hmm. bad you can say about T.O. happened on the field of play, like in uniform. Mm-hmm. 
off the field, that dude was a model citizen as far as I can recall. So Willie McGinnis, same shit. I ain't never heard nothing about Willie McGinnis wilding out. Like he wasn't like Marshawn Lynch. Like even po- so, imagine he still when, had an S curl right. in two thousand. <laughs> right with the whole bottle, bro. What bothered nobody? Cool. S curl. That dude was cool. Was Breeze. Who's talking to a six seven dude with a Jerry curl? Ain't nobody talking nothing. Not even activate a curl at that. Hey. Hey, you, you go to the beautician and you go, I want S curl. Are you sure, really? It's the year 2015. S curl. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No problem. D- these athletes, for let's just say two decades, we can go 20, let's just say 25 years if you this count. This century. Times. Okay, let's just say you've played a sport for two decades and every fucking day. Someone is yelling some goofy shit at you. You're getting heckled at the game. Fans throwing shit at you. But you seen the videos this year, motherfucker, going through the tunnel. Fans throwing soda on you and chili dogs and all this shit. And you can't attack back because you have to be professional. And the league will suspend you. And what about your? And this is a contract year. And then finally, you're 52 years old and your engine pop. And one of these motherfuckers say some shit. And Mm-mm. you don't play anymore. You don't have Mm-mm. press to worry about. You don't have None an image shit. to uphold. All of your money is safely Mm-mm. tucked away in investments, so you're not going to go broke. You know what? I think I might go over there and punch that <laughs> motherfucker. Michael Wilder. Good. All I'm going to say is, Ron Artest wasn't wrong. I know that is not popular. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people who disagree with me on that shit. But like at the end of the right. day, Ron Artest was not wrong. Don't talk <laughs> shit to me from the crowd. I might have to come up there and give you some straightening. So, okay, okay. So that's a perfect case study because Ron Artest got all of that shit out of him as a player. He's now literally world peace. World world peace. peace. He he beat the shit out of people. So imagine the opposite. If you never went to punt while you was in uniform, when you retire, you still want to punch a motherfucker. And you never got around to that as a player. So what did this man do before the surveillance tape clip we've been shown? Is my question question. to you, Rod. Because Willie McGinnis, who played for fucking Bill Belichick, where nobody acts out. And if you do, you get cut. Immediately. Hmm. Them Patriot motherfucking them players for the Patriots have a very calm temperament. They're all very you don't hear shit out the Patriots. You don't ever hear nothing. Ever hear nothing about See how Tom Brady been acting Mm. in Tampa on the sideline. Yeah. Tampa Tom Brady had to go to Tampa to act. That's the whole reason he left so he could wild out. You know that, right? That's it. That's the whole reason he left. Or is it built up hostility? (laughs) Passive aggressive. Because they can't be hostile. Now it's coming out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. And maybe that man didn't deserve it, but what he's receiving, yeah. that's exactly it, JG. What he is receiving is 20, 25 years yeah. of pent up, I can't do this. I can't do that. I want to, but Hulk, <laughs> no smash. Hulk, no smash. <laughs> and then one day, Hulk smash? Hulk smash. Yes, Hulk mm. smash. <laughs> <laughs> Let's flip it up for the people, right? <laughs> spot on. <laughs> on the other side, I uh, want to send a, a real big shout out to Casper, the Pyrenees Sheepdog over in Decatur, Georgia. And I want to say get well soon. Uh, 
um, Decatur, Georgia, not too long ago, uh, on the, the house of John Weirwill, uh, coyotes showed up. Eleven coyotes showed up to attack his sheep. Okay. And he had a couple sheep dogs out there to watch him. But the big hero was my man Casper, who jumped in the mix and really? killed eight out of the eleven coyotes before they could touch one sheep. What? Uh, one on wait, yeah. one on eleven. <laughs> this dog jumped up and killed eight coyotes by himself. <laughs> what kind of dog you said this was? The Pyrenees. <laughs> I've never ever thought about getting a dog before until this moment, Rod. Please continue. Killed eight of them by himself, man. Uh, got hurt pretty bad in the fight. The owner thought he had run away and died. He was gone for two days. Uh, then the dog crawled out of the chicken coop oh. covered in blood. They amputated oh. his tail, but so far so good on his recovery, you know? So, shout oh, out to Casper, man. That's the CMO, yes. goddamn. Shit. <laughs> that's have the CMO. Episode CMO on that, Roy. He's got, he's got that. Oh. <laughs> for gnawing on eight goddamn coyotes. <laughs> My dog Casper, look at this. What a beautiful breed. This is a big ass dog. They can take a lick at the fucking tank. <laughs> this is a fucking yeah. tank. They can get up to 100 pounds. <laughs> For that, Casper, you That's are Cody's sweet. most outstanding employee of the week. <laughs> That's all right, right there. Respect. That's a job for your ass. He had other dogs with him. It was 11 coyotes versus like six dogs, and they only had like six sheep. None of the sheep got killed or injured, and one dog took down eight out of Respect. fucking eleven coyotes. Motherfucker got that got that Willie McGinnis in him. When you came with that bitch swinging, <laughs> 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 killed everybody. <laughs> Mama named him Rado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, we appreciate you. Uh, shout out to Brother Tony. I don't know if he on the road this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is, man. He he was out uh, out in Wyoming last time we talked to him. Now he back headed east. <laughs> what, do you, uh, what do you think of it, man? Do you enjoy it? Do you hear it? Oh, yeah, he, he enjoyed it a lot. He thought it was very weird hearing himself coming out of the radio when yeah. he's used to just listening to the show. We'll let him know if some trucker groupies hit the inbox. We'll send him his way. No, we will not. No, we will not. Yeah, yeah, Jacqueline, don't, don't you let Jacqueline form those DMs now. None of that will be happening, Tony. I know they come. Get over it. <laughs> why not? See, why are you a hater, JG? <laughs> I'm not a hater. I'm being honest. It's not going to happen, Tony. You're not going to forward them emails? I ain't letting you talk about somebody digitally. God damn. I'll change the password to the email. Lock your ass out. <laughs> How you gonna change the password? Whatever. Hey, you know my dog Tony. Let Tony go and get him some of that freeway cut up. Well, I will scream right. them first, Tony. <laughs> yes, Tony. We will make sure they are quality women who want to fuck a trucker. Quality group. The side of the freeway. Quality. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're Rod's brother. I just don't want you to be with anybody. <laughs> Alright, Rod, who we get with you next week? Bye. Bless up. After the break, the homie Uncle Derek clocking in. We're gonna wrap up family week here on the job, fam. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Job fair, we are headed for home. Family week is where we invite a member of our family on this show and we ask them some job shit. Now, Jacqueline, I thought when I started family week that, you know, all of our relatives would be lining up. (laughs) 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 And... That has not been the case. No. Apparently. Um, uh, shout out to my young brother, uh, Norris, too. I'm going to get Norris on. Hi, Norris. For barbering week. I was trying to get him on, but, you know, them barbers, they, my cousin be cutting heads till 9 o'clock at night. I'm like, hey, barbers stay busy, especially a good barber. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. He's all right, man. So. But now you got to have an appointment so you can space him out. Yeah. And that voice you hear is the person who never waits for his introduction, even though it's been his fifth fucking time on this show. You know him from the military sex episode most recently of Rob's relationship fair earlier this year. We told the stories of avoiding bullets from pissed off husbands of wives he just fucked as he jumped out of third story balconies. <laughs> Tuck and roll. <laughs> Tuck and roll. All about the technique. I welcome my Uncle Derek back to the job fair. Unc, what's going on over there in Memphis, brother? Brothers killing brothers every night. Oh, no. It's bad over there, man. It's bad. I heard um, yeah. I heard that Nike's not even delivering Jordans to Memphis because people keep stealing them off the truck. Yeah. It's, it's something we, we didn't even talk about last week. We were talking about truck driving last week Unc, and just the, the whole world of having mm-hmm. sex as a truck driver and how prostitution is a little... A little less policed amongst that industry. Now you are a part of the trucking fraternity. You drove proudly for right. what was it about eight nine years? How long did you drive? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was this before or after the dog catcher hustle, where you would catch the same dog every day? <laughs> this after. <laughs> <laughs> catch the same dog. He would only catch one dog, take him in, then release him. That's smooth. Well, I used to pick him up in the morning and they just ride all day, look like I'm working. I have one in the top and one in the bottom. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And then let him out at the end of the day. <laughs> so, I ain't got to do but throw a chicken bone in there. They're going to jump in there and get it. <laughs> why why is why is prostitute now, now let's just let me set the table straight as well also you from that era of trucking like you ain't like rod's brother from last week like you couldn't just go and get on the internet and meet you somebody you this was 1988 you had to go out there and pull up net pardon yeah. me madam are you a working girl <laughs> and, like, and actually have a conversation with these folks is sex necessary to be a good truck driver uncle Derek? Hmm? no that's something you, that just that's something you choose to do hmm. it's just like a guy if you in town if you live in the town you want more than one woman you're just trying to find variety women around the country because when i really got my place was atlanta at the ta truck stop yeah shout out to travel america <laughs> see they hang around truck stop 
And I, it was one of them right across from the Blue Flame. Oh, the strip club. Oh, he said the Blue Flame. Oh, yeah, yeah no doubt. There's definitely a TA right yeah. next to the Blue in Flame. In Atlanta, yeah. Shout out to Blue Flame. Second best wings in Atlanta. But why, like, I don't know, like, can truckers not just have a girlfriend? Why you can't just have a girlfriend? The city, though, is that like entertainers and athletes. When you go to certain cities... I mean, you know, you got those groupies. Mm. Now, okay. Oh, now, see, okay. Now, cooperate that from Tony last week. Are there truck groupies? Are there women who just want to fuck truck drivers? Yep. Yep. Really? Uh, some of them just, they just wanted to have sex in that truck. They, they just a uh, fantasy. Everything has groupies. Every occupation. <laughs> what is the fantasy? Yep. I want to sit here in this stinking ass cab Ugh. that you've been eating farting in for... 14 fucking hours. <laughs> Eating nachos. Ugh. <laughs> nachos and hot dogs, baby. I had Chili a girl in Cincinnati was just like that. He wow. told me that was her fantasy to have sex in the, in the truck. And I said, well, consider that done. Work on your next one. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> your <laughs> wish is my command, madam. <laughs> well, no, she said Shazam. I'm talking about what about the women truckers, Uncle Derek? We we you know we didn't get a chance to talk to any women in the trucking community, but are mm. like if you're a woman, where do you have sex? How do you have sex? Who are you having sex with? Like do do women truck drivers move the same as the men at the truck stops? I don't believe they do, and I see it's a lot of women out there now. I mean, women weigh 125 pounds driving that big truck. Yep, and they they be handling it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't, I don't. Well, see, women are wired different than us anyway. Maybe one. What you mean? Emotions and hugs. Well, ain't but two things. Ain't but two things make a man tick. That's money and sex. I mean, only two things we, we got. We got to have the money to get the sex. Women be caring about the colors and all this kind of stuff, and what kind of soap is there, and what kind of material. And <laughs> I mean, you know, when you, when you decorate the house, you let a woman do all that. You just put a, a, a cap on how much you want to spend. Cap. <laughs> real spill. <laughs> no. Real oh yeah, you, I mean, you got to make sure they, so you all can share in our budget. Because you can't go over um, budget. Our budget. That's better. That's, but cap is right. not going to work, Uncle that's, Derek. Okay. Probably a certain amount that we can do. Okay, cap. Uh, just like, okay, I learned cap just like I had to learn the word, not black and white. I had to learn culture. Okay. Okay. Culture. We come up okay. with a budget together. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, so I, we didn't really get to talk about this story last week in depth because of the relationship fair. But I want to get your opinion on what's been happening over there at Good Morning America with uh, T.J. Holmes. Are you up on that, the brother? That's um the two, the mar- the brother, the black dude and the white woman on air together. But they off air, they've been dating, but they both got spouses at the crib. But they're separated. But they're separated. Okay, but so Jacqueline says until the ink dries. Okay, so Jacqueline says until Mm -hmm. the ink dries, you are married. But we all know uh, that marriages die long before the court proceedings Mm -hmm. are finalized. Long before they start, goddamn. (laughs) (laughs) In some cases, happily married man here. In some cases, but go ahead. Are you in the wrong, Unc, for starting something new while you still got something old attached to you legally? Well, that's what they come up with that rule. If you go do a legal separation, then you can do all that. But if not, they can hold that against you in court. 
Sure can. And you get more money because of it. If they're giving the alimony to the woman, that is. You're correct. Or men. Mm-hmm. Men take alimony, too. Yes, they do. Even if you did a prenup, I'm going to break that prenup. That's true. Okay. So then should you be involved at work with somebody? Huh? You've already fucked two other people at work previously. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now you've moved on to your third situation do you're the supervisor do you fire this person consensual everything consensual keep that in mind too if it's in the handbook you you know they're fraternizing whatever oh that's a good question right was it in the handbook i don't know yeah now in at good morning america apparently they said they didn't violate any policies about inner office date they don't have a policy against that so they're not in trouble oh, okay are having mm. sex with each other dating because they don't have a policy against okay. them. So it's in trouble for embarrassing the show. Which is probably why she's the ninth person TJ Holmes has had sex with on that show. If you have on-air talent that is dating, but it's it's driving ratings, you kind of got to let that slide. Like, you can't... Like I know you got a bunch of Christian viewers who watch Good Morning America, and they pray to Jesus every morning. <laughs> it's a Disney station. Yeah, but... Ratings is ratings. Ratings is ratings. That's true. But the problem is they weren't getting ratings for dating before it popped off as an affair. Mm-hmm. Ratings came from negative press, not positive press. That's the problem. Ratings is ratings. If they'd have just been on air right. coworkers who were together, and that's what people loved about them, it'd have been fine. But their ratings didn't go up till they yeah. was in the newspaper right. for a scandal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's all about ratings. Let me tell you this part right here. Yeah. My rule about dating. It's always been this. You never get your meat where you make your bread. Yeah, I'm talking about. Because somebody going to fall in love and it's going to be problems. It is. So I ain't never want nobody to get away with me trying to make my money. You don't shit where you eat every time. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I think you can date a coworker. I really do, as long as you keep it clean. Uh, yeah, and see that it's too hard to keep clean. Somebody gonna be more in love than the other one, and then it's gonna it's gonna spill over. It's gonna spill over at the job. Yep, keep it in your pants at the job, unless you're masturbating. <laughs> I'm talking about adults. You can masturbate at work, but don't date nobody. Whoa. Okay, now wait a minute. Uh, have you ever dated a coworker? I don't think I've ever asked you that. I tried to one time. Uh huh. And she was my supervisor. Set the picture. What was this? I was at Popeye's Chicken. I ain't gonna call her name, but if she is, she'll know who she is. But I was at Popeye's Chicken. Popeye's and Clarksdale. They was six employees. They <laughs> yep. know who you're talking about. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, was this the one in Tupelo? Because you was at the one in Tupelo for a minute. I started in Tupelo, and they begged me to come to Clarksdale. Uh-huh. Okay. And she was my, she trained me. And, uh, I mean, we living off more. She fought me off. I mean, I tried to, boy. <laughs> what was so special about her? She had that bow leg. She had that tongue ring. She had some big old pretty lips. Okay, Uncle Derek. And, uh, yeah. You asked me. I asked. <laughs> so, her and the dude got married back here about five, six years ago. Oh, really? He called me, let me know that. That he won, I can stop begging that. Oh. I was after her a long time. <laughs> As your supervisor, she never like reported you or scheduled you for a different shift. Like she was cool with the flirting? Yeah, she had to be. I don't know if y'all remember this. This is the only girl that, uh, you know how I can go to shooting the, shooting the shit and she came back me with her praise and I couldn't even say anything. Mm. Mm. So if y'all heard of, you heard of that song, Pop It Up, down out of Miami. In fact, that pussy one time, 
Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Can't say I have, but continue. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. In the song, they, he said, uh, if your pussy ain't good, bitch, kill yourself. Oh. And she came back and told me, I'm going to live forever then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't even come back on that one. Nah. <laughs> That's game right there. And from that day on, I was in love. She gonna she was frying that chicken. But you, you had to see that girl, boy. You talking about, ooh. She put on a little weight now. She still look good. Uh, I love you, brother. <laughs> all right. And um, happy holidays and all that good shit, brother. All right, same to you. Yes, sir. What's up? Take care. Bye, Rod and the family. All right, I'll take it easy. I'll go there. Bye. That's the show. Royce Job Fair is a product of iHeartMedia, Paramount, Comedy Central, South Park and Princeton Productions. Um, I think next week we want to talk about video games. Um, Word. To that world of video games, you know, and trying to see what that be like, you know? Hmm. You know, designing games and all of that bullshit. I like video games. I still play heavily. So I support this. Y'all got me scared after that shit Rod was talking about with the exploding VR headset. I'm scared to get them. I'm scared to put mine on. I'm going to need you to not play the exploding head game, Roy. That that would not work for anybody involved. Um, no, don't. But what if Just I win? Just stick to the PS5. What if I win? What if you don't, Nick? Yeah, what do you Yeah, what do you win if you beat the You Could Die For Real game? You get to take off the headset and walk around. That's not a win. That's, that's not a win. <laughs> I don't need you playing that, bro. I'm good. Stick with your PS5. We'll all be happier. That, that's where I'm at. JG, um, yes. are you doing anything interesting for the holiday? I'm not. It's pretty sad. My nephews now are adults. The youngest one, he spent his first semester in college. So he's already told us when he gets home, he's going to see his girlfriend. So we have no more babies in the house. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. I gotta get that mm. gotta get that holiday smack. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there are no babies, so I'm super sad. That boy said he gonna go make mm. some eggnog. He ain't got time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Burn that holiday Yule log. <laughs> I love you, Darian. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.